Hi, it's uh, Paul here with the uh, first episode of the Never Manage Alone podcast, where we discuss everything uh, Premier League, football in general, and always here for you in terms of your fantasy sport teams. So uh, today I'm pleased to be joined by a friend and colleague of mine, Harpal. How are you doing, Harpal? I'm good, thanks, Paul. Um, how are you doing? Good to uh, yeah. be on the, um, on, on the call with you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, it's good to uh, see you and, uh, well, to hear you anyway. Um, so Harpal is a, also a fellow fantasy uh, veteran, uh, if I may say so. He's a, he's a Spurs fan, so uh, me being an Arsenal fan, we actually do have a good, uh, good friendship, surprisingly. Um, Harpal, I know you do your own, um, you know, you have your own Twitter handle, you do some of your own videos and, um, you know, especially around Spurs what's your what's your handle or, or YouTube name if anyone wants to find you um yeah I'm um so on, on a handle I'm, I'm HMRK so uh, on YouTube it'd be HMRK underscore HD and also with Twitter it's exactly the same as HMRK underscore HD um yeah I, like like you said I'm um, a big Spurs fan I've been following them for uh for as long as I can remember, really. Um, and the, the good thing about it is, is uh, my whole family kind of, I invested in that as well. And uh, so we like to kind of sit down and uh, enjoy the games together, um, especially more so now that we're in lockdown at the moment. And um, there, uh, there is surprisingly not much more to do. And having live sport is actually uh, a nice way to kind of switch off from the stuff that is going on around the world at the moment. So, um, so yeah, that's, the, that's pretty much it, really. But, yeah, uh, once the uh, football does kick off and the world gets back to normal again, it'll be brilliant to be, to be able to get back into this uh, stadia again. You know, I'm sure you'll agree on that one, Paul. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, these are strange times. So, you know, it's a, it's a really good time to be kicking off these podcasts, at least, and, you know, reach an audience and kind of, you know, build stuff like this up. And it's really nice for people um, who are especially suffering a bit, not going to games or, um, you know, other activities in their life to, you know, to have these and have these conversations and get engaged with this content as well. So, yeah, go check out the content. There's some great stuff on there. I know you, you're doing great stuff, Harpal, and especially if you're a Spurs fan, even better, right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, we, um, we, um, uh, you know, the, the good thing about it is it's, it's lovely and, and, um, you know, you, you get, obviously everyone has their allegiances and that, but it's always nice to, to understand and see what other fans think and have that, have that nice level of banter basically. And that's, you know, and that's what it always is and always has been for myself. And I'm pretty sure, um, you'll echo that sentiment yourself. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's about having fun. You have to enjoy uh, you know, being part of football, watching it, being involved, um, you know, having that great level of banter, especially with, you know, opposing teams and, and friendships as well. And, you know, of course, fantasy football is a nice little extra, which you have a little bit of control over your own team. Um, you know, still find margins at the end of the day, like football is, but, you know, it's just that extra level of um, kind of community and friendship and, um, you know, competition as well, which makes it interesting. And especially on the, Know, never manage alone platform as well there's great content on there so uh yeah with that said and done uh let's talk a little bit about the current news so um you know big news at the moment uh Harpal is obviously the injury to Harry Kane and how that will obviously affect the Spurs team and also the actual fantasy teams as well you know he's Kane has a huge ownership especially in um you know, the official fantasy Premier League game so 
what's your kind of general assessment of that, um, especially as a Spurs fan, Harpo? How do you think that will affect, um, you know, the Spurs team in general? Um, it's a strange one. Uh, like I said, I, I actually watched the, the game yesterday as well, and um, it seemed really innocuous. Uh, didn't seem uh, like a bad challenge of sorts, but it does seem like he's going to be out for a while. Um, and I'm one of the ones who've got um, Harry Kane as well. Uh, like you said, huge ownership. Um, he's been, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, double figures in in assists and double figures double figures in goals. So he's he's scored a lot of points, maybe even potentially the highest point scorer in the game. Um, obviously, I've got to double check them stats, but he's he's definitely up there in the top three. Um, most of the goals for for us actually kind of come through Kane as well. I mean, Sonny has not had as many assists, but he's been on the end of a lot of assists from Harry Kane. So, you know, you take that out and, you know, you think that I think the pair of them are on almost on the, on the record for Premier League assists and goals between a partnership as well. Um, so when you take that out of Tottenham, uh, you're, you're taking a lot away and um, you know, one wants to think, you know, and I own, actually own both. So I've got Son and Kane. So I'm actually now, you know, thinking of the drastic steps of potentially um, swapping out the pair because, the way that Jose sets up the team is is on the counter attack, really. So it's it's mm-hmm. this big kind of statement that's been going around in in the in the press, the low block. So so it's called where we sit in really deep uh, and soak up the pressure, and then within the transition try to break quickly. And it's basically Kane who provides these kind of neat balls, and you've got Son if he's coming in from the left or the right, kind of breaks in, breaks in between the lines and try to um, break the offside trap and use his pace. And um, we scored plenty of goals doing that this this season. So, yes, it is a, a worry. And when you hear that he's possibly going to be out for six weeks, I know it's, um, it's still press talk at the moment and there's nothing concrete and the club hasn't come out with anything yet to, to say how long he's going to be out for. But um, I'm certainly looking at my options at the moment in terms of who to replace Kane with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some great points there. And... You know, just on that fresh point about, you know, how long is he going to be out for? Um, I think it's safe to say, even if it's not six weeks, you know, people are going to look at swapping Kane out for sure. Um, you know, the ownership's already dropping. He looks like in, uh, in the official fantasy game that he's going to drop in price tonight as well. So, you know, that's even more incentive for people just to actually move him out. Uh, you know, he, he's a you know, high cost in the league as well. So, um, you know, you're going to get a lot of money back from him. He's not like a budget option. He's one of the most expensive players in the game, uh, currently at 11.3 million. So it should be 11.2 tomorrow. Um, and that's actually a really good point, like you mentioned as well, Harkle. So the partnership from, you know, with Sun and Kane is, is phenomenal. You know, the amount that they connect, they always seem to be breaking some kind of level of record or moving up in terms of like combined goals and assists together. Um, and you're right, I mean, Kane is at the top of the assist list with 11. Um, you know, Son doesn't actually have as many assists. He's um, down in fifth with six. But um, in terms of goals scored as well, and it's so consistent and solid between the two of them. You know, Kane's second, only behind Mo Salah uh, with 12 goals. And then um, Son is actually on the same amount with 12 as well. So, you know, they've been huge um, assets in, in fantasy Premier League. So with the ownership as well, it's going to create a bit of a a vacuum there, you know, for someone else to fill the points or, um, you know, step up. And it, it creates quite a good level of competition as well, you know, because you have such a highly owned player, you know, them being out of action, 
it really does diversify the league in terms of the, the points that people can get. So that'll be interesting too. Um, I'm, I, I'm like you, I have Sun in my team, but I'm not sure if I'm going to move him on anytime soon. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's not as priced as highly as Kane. And the only thing for me is that Mourinho will be so reliant on Sun, you know, at the moment. So he will probably look at occupying maybe that centre forward position. I don't know if there's any level of trust from Mourinho to play anyone else there currently. So Sun will obviously feature. He'll be the talisman for the team in the absence of Kane. Um, but obviously there is that concern that they link up so well. So will the goals drop entirely? But I'd like to think that if Spurs score, some will definitely be involved somehow. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. But in terms of, uh, in terms of looking forward, really, um, you know, we're, we're up to uh, the new game week tomorrow. So, you know, the obvious, uh, you know, question is who are we going to replace Kane with? Um, he, like I say, he's high priced. So we do have flexibility to pretty much bring any other player in form at the moment into the side. So is there any players that are kind of um, catching your eye at the moment, Harper? Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a quick look and, and, and obviously the, you, you've got Lacazette, who's from, from recollections, probably scored four from four out of the last five games, game weeks. Um, so he's, he's someone who's on form and is reasonably priced. Um, and even though I'm a Spurs fan, um, I don't have any issue with bringing an Arsenal asset in. So uh, that, that, that could work. Um, you also got um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who um, has been out for a while, who's, who's just come back. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, all guns blazing earlier on and, um, you, know, well, you know, reasonably priced as well for the amount of goals he was scoring and, and, and the points he was uh, accumulating. So he, he'd be another one. Of course, Danny Ings as well. He, um, he was scoring quite a few for um, Southampton. Um, he's their talisman. He's, you know, plays him week in, week out. Uh, however, he's, he's only just come back from injury. So, um, so you're not, you're not so sure about him. And on the last few showings, he's, you know, he scored one goal, I believe since he's been back and, not looked brilliant. So, I mean, they're the kind of three options. Um, there is another one that I'm kind of exploring and that is, um, so we all know uh, Frank Lampard sadly lost his job in, in the current climate. That's what seems to happen in, in football clubs. You only get a limited amount of time and uh, uh, Thomas Tuchel's taken over and um, obviously uh, being German and there being some German players at um, Chelsea it might be a bit interesting with Timo Werner potentially. I mean, he hasn't hit the ground running at Chelsea, but you know maybe Tuchel could um, you know coax him into um, uh, scoring more goals perhaps. Um, and uh, and then there's obviously you've got Pulisic and uh, Havertz there as well. So that's the that's my thoughts um, currently mm -hmm. on 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 potential um, replacements. Really, uh, Werner could be kind of a differential as well. I'd have thought not a lot of people will have him in the side. So. A possible differential there in Werner. Yeah, definitely. Um, one name you haven't mentioned, and I think for good reason, is um, is Gabriel, Gabriel uh, Jesus for Man City. I mean, he's never been you know, he's never been in Aguero, right? He's never filled his shoes. He's never really stepped up with the goals or numbers. I mean, he only has two goals and assists um, to his name. Okay, he doesn't play every game, but they have had to utilize him a lot. Um, you know, he seems to be played sparingly the last few games. He's only managed one 90-minute performance in the last four. Uh, you know, he has a game against Sheffield United, but 
I don't think that's now appealing enough with one the concern over minutes and the rotation and two with Sheffield United actually turning a result against um, Manu. But, you know, he's almost a little bit of like a out of the big teams, a bit of a differential just because of there's that lack of trust with him. So, you know, he's someone to kind of a real outsider. I mean, he's only owned by 2.2% of, of all players. So that kind of tells you everything you need to know about the level of trust people have in him. But I mean, if you're really desperate and chasing points, he could actually not be a bad differential. But um, yeah, looking at the other options you mentioned, Harpool. So, you know, some obvious names there. Lacazette, like you say, he's been in great form and, um, you know, obviously clear advice. You have to branch out, uh, you know, even to your rivals sometimes in, in fantasy football. He has... Um, I think five, he has five goals in his last six performances. And, you know, some of those have been substitute performances as well. And he's, you know, hasn't always played 90 minutes. So it shows you how dangerous he is in front of goal at the moment. Um, and it maybe this is a good time for Arsenal to play Manchester United. They, they had that shock um, defeat uh, against Sheffield United last time out in the week. So maybe, you know, there's a little bit of doubt setting in there. You wouldn't really bet against Lacazette. Um, I'm pretty sure he's guaranteed to play. Uh, obviously, Aubameyang looks like he's going to come back into the team, but he usually occupies the left-sided forward position. So, you know, Lacazette's a great choice. And in terms of ownership as well, depending how people are performing in their league, he's owned by 7.6% of players. So he's not a, a massive differential, but that's still pretty low ownership considering the stats that he's had recently um and then you've mentioned as well Calvert-Lewin and Ings obviously they're two players that have you know suffered a little bit recently with injuries as well you know Calvert-Lewin um and Ings have both um been out in recent times I think Calvert-Lewin you know has come back um but um he's had he's had a few reduced minutes and he hasn't scored since um I think game week 11 against Burnley, you know, he has had about three assists in that time, but the goals have definitely dried up for him, but maybe this is like a good time for him to come back after that injury um, and get some points on the board. Um, same with Ings as well. You know, he's, he's struggled with his injuries. Um, he scored one goal kind of on um, closely after returning. You know, he's, he's missed a fair chunk of the season so far as well because of the injuries. So, uh, you know, he's playing again. He looks bright enough, but it's quite hard to know what you're going to get with some of these teams at the moment as well. So it's not an obvious choice. I think out of the three, um, Lacazette is a bit of a is, a, is a good shout, really, just because of his ownership. I mean, Calvert-Lewin is still owned by over, well, over 30% of players. So again, um, you know, if he's given you the goals that he has done previously, that's great. But if you're not, if you don't have that level of faith in him and he's actually not getting going, then you're going to really massively benefit by not owning him. So it's all depending on what you, know, you have in your team and uh, what risks you need to take as well, really. Um, another player, Harpool, that we haven't really, um, we haven't mentioned is uh, Antonio. So again, another player who has suffered with his injuries, but in terms of form at the moment, I mean, he's he's been on fire since he's come back. You know, he's come come back the two full games or the three full games he's played, he scored in two of them, assisted in the other. So he has returned um, in every kind of game that he's featured in since, you know, putting the injury behind him. West Ham also up to fifth place in the league, unknown territory for them, but they're going to be very keen to keep that up. Um, how do you rate his chances against Liverpool? I mean, they've been on poor form, but they did 
have a great result against uh, Spurs last night, as you know. But yeah. I mean, would you would you look at Antonio, especially at the price level? You know, he's he's a budget option. I think his price is fantastic, and uh, you know, um, he kind of sticks out to me um, in last year's. Uh, uh, fantasy football. Um, he came back from injury uh, as well at, at the time, and he went um, through a hot streak. Then I think he scored six goals in three appearances or four game, game weeks with four goals against Norwich. I think of recollection of. I mean, I may be wrong, but I seem to recall him scoring four goals in a game last year, coming back from injury. So he's a kind of a player that goes through hot streaks. So when he's hot, you. You kind of say, yeah, you know, get on him because of the price. Um, mm-hmm. But having watched Liverpool yesterday as well, and I think they, um, they, you know, I always say as a Tottenham fan as well, you know, if you're ever struggling for, for form or, or you know, you're, you're struggling to buy a win, the team to play is Spurs. Um, so I think Liverpool were gladly kind of rub, were rubbing their hands yesterday, knowing that they were going to play us because uh, they were going to get over their little duck. And I'm um, and, and sure they did. Um, I think Liverpool... <sighs> With potentially Matip as well, um, going off in the second half, injured. Um, Henderson playing at the back. Um, and um, I can't remember the chap's name that came on yesterday. I think his name was Phillips. Um, that, you know, that could be a, a, an issue. And Antonio is such a strong player. Uh, he could potentially definitely continue that run. And so uh, if it was, if, if, if I had a few, if I had a few um, choices to make, I'd, I'd say he, he definitely one to think of. Um, the other one as well that we kind of haven't mentioned as well, I mean, and the problem is um, Ole actually does kind of uh, shake it about a bit, um, is um, uh, Martial or Cavani. Um, Cavani's a very good player, but Martial, he can also go through hot streaks. Um, you know, last year, I remember him scoring a hat-trick and then scoring three or four goals on, on the spin in a few game weeks. So there are a few options there, but Antonio is definitely a good shout in my opinion as well. Yeah, he's that's a good point. And he's definitely like the middle ground in terms of ownership as well. I mean, he's currently, you expect his ownership to keep rising because of how well he's done and, and the price point. Uh, he's owned by 15% of players. So, you know, it's half of what Calvert-Lewin, uh, the ownership is there. So I'm actually more leaning towards Antonio. Plus you get all that extra money back as well. And even if you're removing someone like Kane, it doesn't have to be, you're going to have a lot of money in your bank in and fantasy Premier League in the official game but it doesn't mean you actually have to go and, and spend that either um, you know playing someone like Antonio and bringing him in kind of gives you that level of flexibility for the weeks that come up as well uh, you know especially with someone like Kevin De Bruyne around he's going to be back in a few weeks time or, or Vardy as well so it just gives you that extra level of flexibility and yeah I think um, you know like you said about the Spurs Liverpool game last night this was a game where a rare game, especially on recent form where Liverpool have come in and really were the underdogs against Spurs. Um, you know, Spurs have slipped up in a couple of games, but generally they've been on better form than Liverpool and Liverpool have had a real bad run of form. So maybe it's done Liverpool good to kind of be the underdogs. And like you said, Spurs might be a good team to play if you're kind of off form at the moment. It's that level of pressure. Um, but by all means, I mean, I wouldn't be put off by Antonio against Liverpool. Like you say, they've had issues with their centre-backs. Um, Phillips has come on. We saw him against Man United and he was very shaky and definitely made a clear error for one of the goals. So uh, Antonio coming up against Phillips, potentially. I'm not sure what the situation is with Matip at the moment. He's obviously got a knock. So he's, um, you know, he could be a doubt. 
Um, actually, I think he is actually quite a major doubt as well. So, yeah, with Henderson, you know, he's done a good job as well, but it's not his natural position. So I think Antonio can actually have real success against uh, Liverpool and give him a bit of a hard time. Uh, and, you know, talking about some of the other fixtures, going back to the players that we had, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal have got Man United. Again, Arsenal have been on better form recently. Manchester United have been doing brilliantly, but kind of brought back down to earth by Sheffield United. So that, that's a really tough one to call as well. Arsenal have been pretty good at the back. Um, they're on a really good form in the league. Um, I think I'm beating them about five now, um, you know, most of which have been wins. So, you know, how much opportunity is there going to be in that game? I think it'll be quite a tight game. Uh, elsewhere, mentioned Danny Ying, Southampton have Aston Villa at home and Aston Villa are another team that are really hard to predict. They they went and conceded, you know, three goals against Burnley last time out. Um, they can score goals for sure, but they are a little bit susceptible at the back. So that's a really, that's a bit of a gamble in that game really. Um, and then the other player that we mentioned is, um, you mentioned Werner, which is a little bit of an outside choice. He still has relatively high ownership comparatively to his form, but you know they're playing Burnley at home. It'll be his first game actually under the new boss uh, Tuchel, so you know it could be another good um, another good bet really. Um, again, people will have funds if they move Kane on, but there's some clear choices there and. Um, Calvert-Lewin as well which seems to be a lot of the obvious choice for people just because of his high ownership um, they're playing Newcastle at home um, you know Newcastle really have been the team in the league that have had the worst form uh, in recent games so that it does look like an appealing feature you know they lost against Leeds last time out conceded two goals uh, lost against Arsenal the time before that conceded three goals uh, they lost against relegation rivals Sheffield United even so you know, a team like Everton playing Newcastle at home is a real great opportunity to kind of, um, you know, rub their hands together and maybe have a bit of success, really. So, yeah, there's definitely a bit of food for thought. Um, what are your kind of other predictions, Harpal? I mean, you know, with the games that I've kind of mentioned and, and the fixtures that we have, is there any other, is there any other players that kind of catch your eye at the moment, or do you think it's really just getting, you know, the big player like Kane moved on for someone else? Ooh, I think um, I think it's it's about basically getting Kane moved on and trying uh, trying to kind of suss out what you know what you're looking for. I think it's about seeing the, the the fixtures, the next set of fixtures coming up as well. But you know, after after you know what we've just spoken about, I think Antonio definitely kind of you know looks the favourite at the moment. I have to say, like you said, DCL as well. I mean. You're talking about uh, Newcastle having, you know, lost three games, but you know, I saw enough in the second half performance actually uh, uh, against Leeds uh, to suggest that Newcastle, you know, if they if they play like that, what they did in the second half, I mean, they, I mean, they could easily have drawn that game actually, mm-hmm. um, having watched that game. So I thought Newcastle um, second half were were actually really good, and um, you know, could and should. I mean, I think Wilson probably missed a, a really good opportunity. Um, so. You know, football strange. You know, it's been such a strange season uh, this year, Paul. You know, everyone's beating everyone. It's very difficult to to predict. I mean, you know, we could we could say Arsenal, Man United could be. You know, who who would have predicted Sheffield United going to Old Trafford and, and winning two uh, one? Mm-hmm. And I certainly wouldn't have. So, um, so you know, these games they all look really tight, but it's the, the unpredictability of the league is what makes it really kind of attractive and difficult to work out. You know, who to go with. I mean. 
you know, you, you know, you could potentially, you know, potentially, I think, um, look at um, but the problem with with Palace. I was going to say Palace have got a home game, but the problem with Palace is that you never know who's going to play up front for them. Actually, uh, you know, Benteke hasn't really set the world alight, and um, AU doesn't really seem to get a lot of games really. So, um, so yeah, probably not not a good shout, but. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just trying to uh, trying to work out what about Leicester. I mean, who 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 who's playing up front for Leicester at the moment uh, with Vardy out at the moment? Um, I'm assuming um, it will be the uh, the player they signed from Man City in the in the I think. Um, yeah, he'll get Leicester. some time there, but again, he's he's one of those players that just hasn't a bit like Jesus as a number two to Aguero. Iniesta's never really stepped up and been a big source of goals. I remember seeing him a little while ago. He missed a penalty. He you know, really knocked his confidence even more. So uh, I know what you mean. You know, these teams like Man City and Leicester, where they have one big centre forward like Vardy or Guerrero, um, they leave such a, and Kane as well even, they leave such a void if they're not there that they don't have a steady replacement to come in. And actually, you know, you would think that they will pick up, you know, a decent level of goals, but it just doesn't work that way. So maybe it is about diversifying, looking at some of these budget options. I mean, the Man City game is probably the, the big talking point this weekend in terms of points because they play Sheffield United at home. Uh, it's a little bit more, it's not as straightforward as it may have been because Sheffield United are surely buzzing after that win against uh, Man United. So maybe they'll put up a bit more of a fight. You know, like you say, it's such an unpredictable season. So you really just, it's best endeavours. Um, there's not really one clear option, but that makes it interesting as well. So I think you really have to think about the bigger picture, where you are in the league, you know, take a look at the fixtures coming up, uh, look at the funds, see what you want to do with that money going forward as well. And then, you know, take a little bit of a gamble and just see if it pays off. Um, you know, Man City, again, it's not ideal if you're taking Kane out because they don't have obvious forwards, but you have others in the game like Sterling, you know, they cost a lot of money, they haven't been great this year, but, you know, they're going to, people like that will, will most likely step up in those types of games. So, you know, Sterling, for his stature, only, I think, about 11% ownership, 11.5 million in the official game. Uh, he's going to probably rise in price tonight. Um, and then for Leicester, Barnes as well looks like another price rise tonight. So he's only owned by 6%, and he's been a, a real source of goals for Leicester. So, yeah, you're right, Harpo, it is a difficult one. I think you have to kind of weigh up a few things, um, you know, take a look at some of the fixtures coming up. I mean... There are teams, obviously, that have easier fixtures than others um, coming up. I mean, West Ham's fixtures, I don't think, are bad after Liverpool. They've got Aston Villa away, Fulham away, Sheffield United at home. So those three fixtures as well do look quite appealing for Antonio and kind of suit his style of play as well. Um, and then, you know, Man City have got Sheffield United at home and then Burnley away. So, you know, previously they've had great success against Burnley. But, uh, yeah, it is, it is a strange time. And... Um, you know, looking at Everton as well here, they've got Newcastle at home, as we know, and then Leeds United away, you know, a team that have conceded goals. So I think you have to look at the bigger picture and just weigh up with kind of come up with a bit of a short and longer term plan as well and assess where you are in a league and, you know, take, take risk, but, you know, an adequate level of risk. You don't need to kind of, if you're doing, if you're near the top of the league or not too far behind, you don't need to do anything too drastic, I think as well. So, you know, it's worth playing it safe and trying to just get some, a decent amount of points on the board rather than always going after the huge differential. You know, that's kind of my take on it. 
No, um, I, I agree. I mean, like, the problem the problem with, like you said, you know, the fixtures for City look absolutely juicy. And if it wasn't for Pep's roulette, um, you know, and you could you you went to me, Harpel, I can tell you Pep's going to play Jesus uh, for the next two games. And I, I just think that would probably be the no-brainer, really. And it'd be, you know, hedge your bets on Jesus because, I mean, City are playing phenomenal football at the moment and you know yeah. you just know that they could put four or five or six past anyone at any given time mm-hmm. and um, you know even though you've made some really good points and uh, it was a really unexpected win uh, against uh, for Sheffield United against Manchester United you know mm-hmm. I would still fancy City to stick five or six past Sheffield United you know uh, just because of the way they're playing so yep. if if if, if, if if it wasn't for Pep and the way he rotates and, and I've been really frustrated, you know, in the last year, you know, you'd give the armband to Aguero and he'd be on the bench and you'd be yep. pulling your hair out, wouldn't you? And mm-hmm. so if it wasn't for Pep and his roulette, I, I would say probably the strongest candidate would be Jesus just because he's got low ownership, but he's just not guaranteed to start. And, uh, and the, the yep. minutes would concern me. Um, yeah. It's too much. Uh, it's out. too much risk, isn't it? Almost. I know it looks appealing and it could, it could go amazing but he's just not he's, his stats have kind of been even worse this year I think in terms of the amount he's played so um, especially in the absence of Aguero I mean two goals is just not good enough is it really for that position and uh, you know for him in that team and especially with De Bruyne out as well I mean the obvious choices for Man City are just capturing at the right time probably their midfielders you know Gundogan seems to be playing in a more advanced role he's an absolute bargain in in the official fantasy game you know he's below six million when you think about his return recently that's just uh, phenomenal and then you have the big hitters that have always been big hitters in recent times Sterling like we mentioned over 11 million but that could be the type of game where he could easily get a brace uh, and then you have Maros as well you know a player that's always had a record of getting a brace or a hat-trick at will against some of these teams so yeah that's that's another interesting point as well I think it's maybe the time to stock up on some of these midfielders potentially um, even double up in some areas and then maybe the budget options up front look quite appealing um, especially with Kane and Vardy out that's going to be the natural choice so yeah there's definitely some food for thought um, I think you know in terms of the price rise uh, price changes tonight I think Kane might have to go tonight if we have a clear uh, strategy so I think it's looking like Antonio or Lacazette or, or even Calvert-Lewin so I think one of those three seem to be my favourites um, and probably yours as well Harpel from what you've said Yeah I, I agree I think it's uh, it's um, it's uh, just assess have a look at the next couple of fixtures for, for each of the sides and uh, yeah I, I think it'll be one of the one of the uh, one of the players from the mentioned three that you've just mentioned there uh, will be will be probably likely the one to come in for um, for Harry uh, at this stage. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, with the price price drop, uh, the inevitable price drop, it, it makes sense to to make to make the transfer today and uh, just decide on. Uh, I guess just just take a. It's the the Liverpool one, you know. For me, Antonio Liverpool, they've just turned the corner. He's been good. Um, and I think the other real negative for me as well is with Antonio, he does put himself about a bit. Um, that's the kind of player he is. He's, he always seems to get niggly injuries, um, similar to Harry, really. Uh, seems to seems to definitely pick up that one or two injuries every season now. And uh, that might be a little concern. I mean, he has just mm-hmm. come back and he's been great. Um, Lacquer, four goals, uh, uh, you know, four goals in the last five, five game weeks, I think. 
he could really be a, a good one as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think out of out of you know out of the three you mentioned, probably Dominic would probably be my last choice now. I mean, <laughs> no goal since game week eleven. Yes, I know you said the you know Newcastle at home, but I saw enough in Newcastle in the second half to think that then they're not just going to roll over either. Um, and Bruce normally typically sets his sides up yeah, for a low block and are quite defensive. Uh, you probably see Everton potentially scoring maybe maximum of two goals there. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking, I'm thinking Antonio or Lacazette at the moment for me. That, oh. they're just a toss up between the two. Sounds good. Well, I'm sure we'll be doing some more uh, thinking tonight as the evening goes on. Um, so, yeah, it's a difficult one, but hopefully that's given everyone a bit of food for thought as well. And finally, I mean, is this going to be a, a Mourinho tactic? Do you think, obviously Kane went off at halftime, but do you think Mourinho is overestimating or uh, the injury? You don't think Kane's going to turn up next week and be fit again? We've seen, we've seen a bit of Mourinho mind games before, but uh, it did look like he was struggling a bit, but you never know. Yeah, I mean that 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 that, that would be the, the only concern. You you pull the trigger and uh, and you find that Kane rolls out against Brighton on on the weekend and scores a hat trick, and you kind of you kind of want to throttle someone, don't you? But I'm I, he did look like he was struggling. I I would say at a minimum he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say that that's most likely. I mean, you know, people, you know, the figure quoted six weeks. I think yeah, it's probably wide off the mark. I think he, yeah, he probably needs a couple of week break. And I think you know, I recall last year when when Harry Kane was lost to injury, Jose had to you know had to switch it up a little bit. And I think we might find that he may actually change his tactics a little bit as well, and and maybe not um, play this low block and actually be a little bit more on the front foot and, and actually mm-hmm. move up. 10, 15 yards and uh, and try to, you know, utilise um, Son, who's always actually stepped up to the plate, as um, as you, yeah. you said earlier. He's always seems to have, you know, every time Harry's kind of got injured, he's kind of taken it on his shoulders and and kind of just been the talisman and and uh, and, and got in there and scored goals. So um, I, I agree with you. I think he, he will, you know, Spurs are going to score. It's going to most likely be him and he will probably be the leading the line. And I think... Um, I think uh, Jose will adapt the the system mm-hmm. to to uh, benefit um, and play to Son's strength if he's going to play up front on his own. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think uh, actually on that note that my captain choice would probably be Son at the moment just because the absence of Kane, I think that if Spurs are going to do anything, he's going to have to be involved and he's going to play in that advanced position. He's so dangerous. You know, Brighton have been okay recently, but I think Spurs can really hurt them. And Mourinho is going to want a reaction as well, you know, especially after that loss. I think he can react well. He can motivate his players. So um, I don't think it's the beginning of necessary bad form for Spurs. I think they'll struggle because of Kane, but I think people like Son and that will still feature and they'll still get goals. So he's looking like a good captain choice for me in the official game. Uh, I mean, Gundogan looks like a great captain choice as well against Sheffield and if I get another big hitter against um, Sheffield United for Man City, then, you know, they'll be the obvious choice as well. I mean, other than that, it all looks quite evens, really. Yeah, they're, they're, Paul, they're all really good shouts, really. There's nothing really staring out at the moment. I think a, a Manchester City asset, if you've got them, could be a good shout. Like you said, Gundogan could be a good shout. Mm-hmm. Sterling could be a good shout. Mares could be a good shout. Um, that's obviously if you've got, um, if you're, you know, lucky enough to have three, three Manchester City assets. Um, other than that, Son is a, is a good shout actually. Um, 
you know, like he, like he said, um, yeah, if, if, if anyone's going to score, it's going to be Son, I'm sure. Um, you know, when, when Jose's had his back to the wall, he comes out fighting, as you've said. I'm sure he'll, he'll tweak something and, um, you know, we, we will, can't be as bad as we were yesterday. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, the, the Arsenal, the Arsenal Man United game, that could be quite tight, as you've, as you've said. And, you know, you could, you could maybe go, Dominic Calvin Lewin against again again as you said against uh, Newcastle at home, but you know like I said I saw enough in Newcastle to think they're not just going to turn over. So uh, yeah, it's not you know the, the obvious choices are the ones you've mentioned really. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be a tough one, but I'm kind of with you on, on Son. I think Son is a, is an excellent shout shout, and I think Gundogan could be a good shout as well actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, they would be the ones I would look at. Yeah, definitely. Great. Well, yeah, it's been good talking that through. Um, you know, it's uh, we'll have to see how it goes. It's going to be an interesting game week, and hopefully the choices pay off. But uh, yeah, we can definitely take a look soon and, and see how that went. So, uh, yeah, well, let's wrap up there. Um, you know, thanks very much for your time, Harpool. Um, you know, as per the earlier recording, check out Harpool's uh, you know handle on Twitter and some of his stuff as well. So that's great and. Uh, Hi, Paul. Thanks for everything and hopefully chat to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Paul. It's been a pleasure. Uh, always great discussing um, football in general and, and, and fantasy. So, uh, yep, uh, as usual, in the current climate, stay safe and uh, chat to you soon. Definitely. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Harpool. Thanks, everyone. No, no worries. Thank you.